0: uh what's up dude it's good to see you it's been, yeah. it's been too long i feel how long has it been since our last week um, surf talk dude we talk about that every time we come on the air we ask each other that Yeah, i have no idea i don't pay attention it's always around two weeks okay it's
1: I, like when i get a haircut i feel like when i go in and get a haircut that i haven't been in there for like okay. a year yeah and she <laughs> always tells me oh no it's almost exactly six weeks or whatever it is sure yeah
0: and i feel like our listeners are going hey dummy like I know exactly when it was, it was last Monday or whatever. And I'm like, I should actually, uh, I owe our listeners better due diligence. Well, I I mean, the, the reason I ask, I
1: suppose, is I just, I want to make real sure to the listeners that we don't tread over any like pre-trod ground, like things we've already talked about or things that,
0: yeah, which can easily happen if we've been consuming alcohol on that previous show. So I, I think we're good now. So but that was what I was thinking is was the last show at my place when we drank? Or yes. Was that two shows? Again? Yep, no, that was the last show. That was the last show. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, um a lot's happened, dude, in that amount happened. of time. It was however a, lot long of been. a lot of surf stuff. A lot of surf stuff. It
1: it like builds up inside me now and then I have to text you and say, "Can we talk about surf because I have no this is my talk about surf outlet."
0: I know. Yeah, it's a little more versatile of an outlet than what you do in your normal, you know, for beach Crit, you write it, you put it out there and it's gone. And there's a little bit of back and forth in the comments section, but this is a way to actually kind of break down the topic. It's obviously. true. Obviously. Um, you just got back from Vegas. I did. Dude, you were there for, during that shooting. Yeah. I went for the shooting. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's pretty. too yeah. soon. Too soon. Dude. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I was, there. I got, we landed uh, the morning actually that morning and then, yeah, we we're there that evening.
0: So what? Give me the rundown. What was your experience there? What was the vibe? And um,
1: so we, uh, the wife, really wanted to see a show. We had our four-year-old daughter out there, and she wanted to take her to see a Cirque du Soleil show. So oh, okay, we went. Uh, we were we were staying at the Palazzo, kind of up the strip from where the Mandalay Bay is. Okay. Uh, and she, my wife, really wanted to see Michael Jackson's O that show, which is actually at the Mandalay Bay. Okay, so I went out to get tickets for that one. Uh, but couldn't get tickets to that one, or couldn't find them for some reason, and so just got uh, Mystere tickets, which okay. was across the street at Treasure Island. So we went, uh, you know, to the show, went home, went to sleep, woke up the next morning to the news that you know Fifty Whatever did down the way, and I don't know. Uh, it's a bummer, but I had to take a bunch of. Ca- I had to go all kind of over Vegas that next day, and the cab drivers were all. You know, everybody had stories, of course, and it seemed kind of surreal. Like it wasn't, it wasn't really sinking in to people or, you know, maybe it never will. Maybe it's Vegas. And how does that, how does something like that sink in? How do you, how do you, you know, appropriately deal with the emotions of, you know, madman or whatever he was busting out the windows and shooting, you know, at that trajectory on the heads of people, it's pretty impossible to, to come up with any reasonable, you know, okay, this is why it almost made me think, okay, fine. You know, if this is whatever your position on gun control, if this for me as a, as a parent, it feels like there's, you know, I guess being there in Vegas, I didn't think as much about Vegas. I thought more about Sandy hook where when a a man walked into an elementary school and blew away kindergartners and first graders and second graders and, and nothing happened, um, then, okay, fine. This country loves guns and I get it. But you know, at this point, I'm kind of thinking, "Okay, I'm done." I'm, you know, in the next couple of years, I'll move to fabulous Europe and, and not have to deal with it anymore.
0: Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you said that you were going to purchase tickets at Mandalay Bay. Had you done that, we would have been. What would the timeline have been? Uh, would have been
1: so we, I would have gotten the nine o'clock show. Okay. Uh, which would have put us out at ten thirty. Um, into the lobby, which I think what I think the shooting had started at ten ten, right? I think the timeline was that it started at ten ten, so it would have been right in the middle of when it was actually happening. Um, we, you know, we would have been getting out of the show, which not that we would have not been in the you know country music site, yeah. but it would have been in the know, hotel. Yeah, in the hotel.
0: I wonder if that show even finished that night.
1: I would imagine because it would have started before. the I think they they had two times that they have like eight at night or I think it's eight thirty and. I can't remember what it is. But if it's, that
0: show was scheduled to end at 10.30 and the shooting started at 10.10, did word get out to I don't think the so. people running the show? I would, and they, I would imagine not because the, I, I think it was pretty slow. Nobody knew what was
1: happening, right? Like I think they thought it was fireworks initially. And yeah. even the security guard who went up and got shot outside the door, it seemed like it... I mean, there was time still. I think the shooting had stopped at that point, but there was still... Yeah, I mean, I just think it took a long time totally.
0: or a while for people to figure out what was happening. Crazy. Because so many people were involved and injured and obviously killed, um, it's amazing how many people I know in my personal life who are directly connected. Sure. To it. Like personal pe- friends, either of friends or even closer connections who were shot, somebody who died that I knew tangentially. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like being that close geographically to where we are. And obviously people go to Vegas every weekend among our friend circle group. circle of friends. And um, so just, I knew a lot of people who were there. It's insane. Did it make you think anything different vis-a-vis gun control or? Yeah, absolutely. How could it not, you know? Um, And when you see the way that other countries have responded to um, tragedies that have happened and like immediately legislation goes to work to correct situations, um, then yeah, it really does obviously make you wonder why things take so long to...
1: I mean, in in most things I'm a, I am, you know, politically either ambivalent or a, or a libertarian, Mm -hmm. I suppose. But with this one, and maybe it's just the fact that I have a child, it just, I like who the fuck cares about guns? Like to me, I, okay, great. You like to hunt, go, you know, go shoot in the bushes or do what you want to do. But like the rest of it, like, fuck it. Like the, all the weird technical stuff. And, and I suppose it's, you know, who am I to say somebody's hobby is bad, but I will say that hobby is bad. It's stupid.
0: You're right. All right. Well, moving on. Um, do you want to hear a listener email real quick? Yeah. Let's, I have a couple of questions for you um, based on articles that you've written recently, but let's do this listener email real quick. It's relates to the conversation that you and I had about Kelly Slater's wave pool yeah. and the WSL event that they held there. The future classic uh, listener, Jason sent me an email at hello at surf splendor com and then said, I couldn't find Chaz's email, but could you forward this to Chaz? Do you want to put your email sure, out there sure. for people? It's, just, it's Chaz at, real okay. easy. Just C-H-A-S at cool. beach, Just C H A S at beachgrid. Well, um, that just unlocked a hole. <laughs> You're going to get a ton of right? emails now. Yeah. All right. So, Quote, regarding your fear slash disdain related to Kelly Slater's wave pool reminds me of what rock band meant to me as a musician in my mid thirties. I've been playing music since I was 10 or I'm in my mid thirties and I've been playing playing music since I was 10 saxophone through high school and bass since then music is a part of every aspect of my life. And. Has a religious type impact on my life, similar to the points that you made in the podcast about surfing. I totally dig music. And when Guitar Hero and Rock Band came out and got traction on the game consoles, I thought I had sealed the coffin on the next generation, mistaking getting good at those games for actually learning music. Luckily, they had made some people a lot of money, but there still has diminished. But their appeal has diminished to a small group of dedicated people, and the craze did not have as big of an impact on the kids that I expected it to have had. Um I can only hope that there's a similar happy ending plays out for wave pools because the real beauty of surfing lies in the ocean being one of the only forces of nature and not being able to truly predict anything. I like it. Yeah, um, interesting analogy, a, it's right?
1: It's a totally interesting analogy because I would imagine that it's sort of the same, right? Is you get the playing rock band or guitar heroes or hero or whatever, you get the thrill of being good at something without having to be good at it. Mhm. Uh
0: which uh, yeah, that's a great but with, analogy. With ten years of hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, nobody really cares. Yeah. It is just, still just a video game, sure. You know, and it you, hasn't really influenced music totally. in any way that I can. You know, and,
1: and and a month or whatever. When, when was the future classic? Was it a month ago? Yeah, now? yeah. So a month, a month in the rearview mirror now. Like I'm still as passionate about. You know, surfing is belongs in the ocean and I really do think wave pools are soulless. I, I still sure. think all the things that I that I did think. But um yeah, I wonder if as they kind of become their own thing, if light like guitar hero it just kind of goes off and becomes, Oh yeah, you guys are good
0: at surfing wave pools, that's cool. Like yeah.
1: where it doesn't it almost has no impact,
0: right? Yeah. I wonder yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh so he added another paragraph and he said, It's a weird paradox because I've always looked up to Kelly Slater. And respected him. Uh, I guess I didn't think capitalism would play so much into his post pro surfing career planning. I actually had an awesome experience meeting Kelly socially and talking for a bit. I was a roadie for a touring band and he came up to me on the tour bus. He sat next to me and introduced himself with a handshake said, hey, I'm Kelly. Most humble and friendly person on that level that I've ever met. End quote. Um, Does Kelly's Kelly's, uh, capitalism seem overt to you? Uh, I mean, it seems
1: like Kelly. The one thing to me that defines Kelly more than anything else is that he's just competitive. That's what I think is the is the defining characteristic yeah. uh, characteristic of Kelly Slater is just his his competitiveness. Yeah. And so I think as he's transitioning from you know competitive surfing to what's next, he's going to try to be the best. And, sure. And outer known I think is a to be to be really honest and. Bear and Frank, I think Outer Known is probably a great brand. Like what they're doing, I th- you know, they get dinged a lot for the price point on, you know, whatever their wool cap or whatever. But to do something uh, outside of the of the chain of you know production, like just being able to throw it to China, is virtually impossible. And so the fact mm-hmm. that he's trying to do that, I'll give him all kinds of credit for. Right? Um, I don't know that Outer Known is ever going to be massively successful. But if it can even sustain itself by not being part of the traditional production chains that yeah. we just, ex- you know, we expect as consumers, everything, we expect a price point that basically destroys the earth, right? I mean, yeah. um, so that's good. The The wave pool, though, thing, I think is where Kelly's real competitiveness came out, where he needed to build the best wave pool. And more than that, he needed to shame other people in their wave pools, I think, like. Where the way he releases his videos, what he does, you know, we had a video up on Beach Grit this week, uh, or maybe last of Jordy Smith surfing, uh, wave garden in Wales, the first one. And remember the excitement when that came online. Yeah. Kelly has to, to me, you know, beyond embarrassed them. And I know that pool, I think it's successful financially, right? I mean, I think I they get, no I, I've read, they get busloads of surfer, you know, of kids and whatever to surf and, and it, it makes money. It's a. It's a you know profitable endeavor, and I've also read that it would be impossible for Kelly's pool to be profitable to get that quality away. If you just uh, unless people were spending yeah. thousands of dollars to surf it, um, there's there's no value there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem like Kelly cares. It seems like you know. So I don't know. Again, his overt he doesn't seem overtly capitalistic to me. He just seems he seems the same same competitive.
0: I agree with you. I didn't think it was the comment about him being a um, capitalist in his post pro surfing career. I don't really see that so much. I see, I think that they're firstly before the capitalism is a sincerity to improve the surfing experience for everyone. Yep. So I think that's where his, his heart is with board design. That's where his heart is with the wave pool. And then with the clothing, I think he saw a lot of failures in the way that clothing is made and distributed and the supply chain, all of that. And that surfers, are supporting that thing. And so he thought to himself, hey, I can make a better version of that. That'll be good for the environment, good for everybody involved. Whether or not it will be a success remains to be seen. And you have to be—you uh, have, have a capitalist mindset for the business to succeed. Sure. So those things kind of go hand in hand. But anyways, interesting feedback. Again, I always like to say this conversation isn't just between Chaz and I. Uh, listeners, chime in. Give us feedback. So there's a great example of that. Um, you wrote a story this morning about the Eddie. Yeah. What's happened. Called yeah. off. Is Canceled. it
1: officially? Yeah. I mean, you know, it could always, it could always, uh, get renegotiated or whatever, but yeah, for the, for the time being the there's an impasse between the major parties, Quicksilver Red Bull and the I family in this case, um, where, you know, I, I didn't find any, uh, specific information. I heard a little bit more today from a, grand source about what the causes of friction were, which didn't seem to be insurmountable. But yeah, okay. as, as, as of today, uh, there's no agreement between Quicksilver Red Bull and the Eddie, you know, to, or the ICAL family for the event to run.
0: I feel like this has happened la- that last year specifically. And then it ended up running. Exactly. It did okay. happen
1: last year or, or there was real questions about it. And then at the last minute they, everybody put their kind of ducks in a row, which could happen here too. Right. Okay. Like, but yeah, I, as of today, there's nothing.
0: What's was that an official statement that was released, or is this all just backroom? No, no, it was, it was
1: it was official. Oh, okay. It, it was yeah. I think Quicksilver released a statement, and the Ical family did not respond. But got it. Quicksilver released an
0: official statement. What's Red Bull's involvement?
1: So I think as it goes is uh, Quicksilver puts the event on, and Red Bull broadcasts it. Got it. So Red Bull is is you know merely the in this case is merely like the. NBC or whatever mm-hmm. Got broad- it. broadcast partner.
0: Um, you mentioned that Geordie clip before I even read your article. I felt the exact same way that you did where it was like, that is the worst showcase. Number one of Geordie, number two of the wave pool coming out of Kelly stuff. And number three for O'Neill to market any of their product. I mean, why did they put that out there? Uh, see. This is the thing. And this is a great point
1: you bring up is I've been thinking a lot about this lately is that I think content The, the word content, the idea content has just become this meaningless. People don't know what it is anymore. And they they think in their mind, okay, we're getting told from top to bottom, we need to create content. Right. And so let's go create content, right? Let's go make a piece of content. So they go without really thinking about, is this going to be good for the brand? Like the brand O'Neill logos shown in that P that Geordie piece is such a turnoff. Like, it
0: was detrimental to the Precisely. Brand. Why yeah.
1: in the world are you going to want to buy something that is associated with a big man surfing tiny windblown crap and very clearly not having a good time, right? Like Jordy's sort of pain smile yeah. is awkward. So I get it, you know, if if Wave Garden or or if the whatever that place is called surf snow it, snowdonia yeah i always get confused if it's wave Garden or Snowdonia. i think it's
0: Wavegarden technology in it though right in, yeah that's what it is wave it's Garden branded technology, as surf, surf snowdonia. snowdonia
1: okay so surf snowdonia i'm sure said hey you know paid whatever for for marketing paid quick or paid o'neill maybe yeah. I, they had to because there's no way that o'neill is just going to show up and want to do that no
0: but i think i just read this in the subtext somewhere that jordy was in europe Doing a tour of shops that purchase O'Neill products. sure, okay, and then just took like a side day trip to go surf that pool, and or maybe, maybe Snowdonia invited him
1: and uh, paid him. And I mean, maybe Snowdonia carries a lot of O'Neill, maybe, right? Maybe so that's what it that was, was probably or could have been one of the shops. Yeah. But in any case, O'Neill that should have never as a piece of content quote. That should have never been released. Like and I would have
0: buried that if it was I was
1: an, on there. But that's the thing is, just, like in our world, small surf world, but then beyond the surf world, there's this slush pile of content. Like I was looking, a giant pile of content that grows bigger and bigger every day. Yeah. That like I was looking the other day, I saw a pre-roll um, on Surfline, I think it was, uh, for Miklob Ultra, and it was like a wave breaking up top and you know, into the bubbly beer below. And it looked really disgusting, like the imagery was off. So I went to try to find that video to put it on Beach grid to make fun of it. Um, and I couldn't find that video, but it opened into the portal of uh, Michelob Ultra YouTube channel's content, right? So there was, you know, at least tens, maybe even hundreds of videos there, each which had about, like, there's a bunch with, or, you know, four or something with sea bass. Sebastian eats.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think the biggest one had 500 views and most oh, of them had like 120 views and they'd been out for months, right? Where I'm thinking, okay, Miklo ultra, you don't need to make content. That's cool. Don't make, make an advertisement or if you need to do a pre-roll thing for Surfline, that's fine, but it doesn't need to live anywhere. You don't need to have this idea that everybody needs right. to make content. Just people should stop making content, please. Let's put a moratorium on content.
0: I, you know, I don't disagree at all. I think there should be some overall goal that you're trying to achieve with the content. There needs to be a creative creative director in place orchestrating what that content should look like. Don't do it just because. No, but I think that's it. Everybody's like, "Oh, did
1: you guys make content this year? Yeah, yeah, we make content. Or, right? Okay, cool. Like so- people are getting paychecks and." Etc. on this content. Yeah. Nobody sees it and nobody cares. And it's not good.
0: Your boss, they just mandated that like you have to have a YouTube channel and there needs to be eight videos uploaded every month. Sure. And at the end of the month, you need to be able to tell your boss that you uploaded eight or something. And, and the boss, apparently I don't know why the boss is not saying, okay, wait,
1: how many people watch these? And then beyond that, I don't even really care how many people watch them. How many people click through to, you know, buy our product or to discover our product or whatever.
0: I'd like to, Really point the finger at O'Neill. Although they could be a potential sponsor or something in some way, I still just feel a need to call a spade a spade. Have you ever worked with anybody at O'Neill? Do you know anybody there? Nope. Okay. What is going on, dude? Yeah. Like their branding and messaging is so um, imprecise. And like, I don't even know what their objective is. There's this new techno butter ad campaign where it's like, each of the sponsored surfers, there's like a cartoon version of them, and they're at Steamer Lane, and there's kind of monsters coming out of the water, and they look angry and mad. It looks like a Halloween campaign almost. Is it like Nike's 6.0
1: campaign from back in the day? I don't
0: remember that remember one. Remember that one? It was
1: like a cartoon of just a guy dropping into like a huge, weird cartoon wave. No. I'm going to have to go look at the techno butter.
0: I looked for it so that I could discuss it with yes. you. It, there's this huge um, rap on Huntington Surf and Sport or Jack's right now. I think it's actually Jack's. So maybe I'll just go by there and snag, uh, take a photo and send it to you. Yeah. Post it on the website and stuff. But um, I went to their website; it didn't have that ad campaign. I think I had seen that ad campaign on Surfline a couple of days ago, so it's popped up in my awareness. See, is Surfline a repository for weird things that people don't want to put out maybe. In, in
1: real life, maybe. like where they pre-roll garbage for some reason? Do do garbage people go to Surfline?
0: Maybe that's your new, that's a new, uh, I'm going to ask that today. Well, with, so with the techno butter thing, it's like this terrible art direction for this campaign. I don't even know what they're advertising, what their objective is, but then I went to their website they didn't have any of it. And instead the website was plain white. And then I go, Oh, this is more of the same. This is void of any creative direction at all, which they're just accommodating people who want to come and buy their clothing or their wetsuits on an e-commerce site, but as opposed to Patagonia who has like this very clear direction on what they're doing and there's no mistaking it in any of their ad campaigns for any of their product or on their website or through their social media. So I don't, I don't
1: know if this is still the case, but O'Neill had sold its clothing license to La Jolla group, uh, which also did lost and metal militia. And, you know, I don't know. And I don't know that that relationship is still there or that license deal is still there, but Theoretically, would answer for the, for this discrepancy yeah. of like maybe their hard goods thing is still out of Santa Cruz and still clean and you know semi-core or whatever. Uh, but this whatever whatever the crazy stuff that you're seeing is part of you know an ad agency initiative from some other if not La Jolla group, then some other other group, maybe.
0: But a given ad campaign doesn't match the rest of the brand's ethos even. No, because it's just like this one off that gets kicked out for a little while. Sure,
1: because maybe some maybe yeah. somebody weird owns some part of the license right. and then is able to make weird ad agency stuff, you know, that doesn't sync with the rest of the brand. It's so strange. I mean, the idea of licensing your brand I've never quite understood either. Like I obviously understand I'm no I'm no capitalist like Kelly Slater. But uh, I understand selling your brand, uh, but licensing it, I yeah. don't really understand. I mean, and it gets all fractured off. Yeah, and it's weird. And even it's, like with
0: their surf edits in the last decade, they've always been the worst. I
1: mean, their team is weird too, though, right? Who totally. is their? Who's their team besides Jordy? They have Jordy, Corey Meister, yeah, Timmy Reyes. That's Ian, a strange team. <laughs> Ian Crane. Yeah, I mean, it's and not that it's a bad team. It's no. just you would never put those people. It's not a coherent. It's not a coherent grouping of surfers.
0: Yeah, and then so with the surf edits that come out, they're consistently the worst. Yeah, you know. Whereas I feel like um, Quicksilver probably has a guy on staff, and they all kind of look the same. These look like whoever was filming with Timmy Reyes that month put together something. They slap their logo on it, and then whoever was filming with Tori Meister the month before, they do their own thing. There's zero continuity with anything.
1: I mean, I've been always surprised by O'Neill. in general, just because it seems like it's, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's very clearly a core brand yeah. brand that had an iconic founder, right? Yeah, that, I mean, totally. eye patch, beard, the whole thing, like the best. So they have, and you know, from Santa Cruz, like the product itself was it was actually you know a necessary component of surfing, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz, it's freezing cold. Let's put rubber on. And I don't think that he invented the wetsuit, but or the or you know even invented the surfing wetsuit. But still, like great story, great narrative, great everything, and then just. Totally doesn't exist in my mind as a brand. I mean, it's right. it's so really
0: mismanaged along the <laughs> way. Seems like it, terribly. So, um, I was walking through Fashion Island this nice. a couple days ago yep. for reasons that I won't mention. Um, they're building a new Lululemon store. Nice. And so outside, what's that? Did they have Evan Valer in his trunks? They did not, which they should have. But they did have big photos outside, like coming soon. This is the one surfing photo that was posted. I'll post this on surfsplendorpodcast.com. This is totally amazing. Isn't it?
1: It's a man. You'll see it on surf. Wow. Practice of Joy. The practice of Joy, it says in the, is in the text, is apparently like really bogging rail on an eight foot fun board. Is it Devin Howard?
0: <laughs> no, because it's Goofy Foot.
1: Oh, so, it. <laughs> but this is a no
0: name surfer.
1: Lululemon, I think, is a cult. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I think you have to do, uh, don't sue Lululemon because I don't know, but we'll go on and figure this out. I think you have to do this whole course if you're going to sell Lululemon, which is very cult-like in, in what you have to learn and what you have to do. Really? Yeah. There's some if you're going to sell it,
0: meaning like if you're a retailer and you want to bring the product. No, I maybe. think everybody.
1: I think everybody, you do this course, right? You go to somewhere, I think. Here, I'll, because I'll figure it's, this out. Because it's so Based
0: in yoga, maybe it's like a yoga
1: training. It's, it's beyond yogi though. It's like okay. it's it's a specific kind of new age, you know, maybe cult is too far. But okay. I think it I think it gets we'll we'll put it up on the website. Okay. Because it gets branded that. It gets branded as strange. Got it.
0: Well, this photograph, it's a guy on a waist high left getting hit in the gut by the lip. Yep. On a fun board. The because he's getting hit hit in the gut, like there's an explosion of water that like blocks. Any of the interesting elements of the photograph, it's just, it's the worst surf photo I've ever seen published anywhere. And I was walking by and I'm looking at it going, why would they publish that? They do have Evan Valier on the team. They've got Malia Manuel, who is a phenomenal representation of their brand. Why did they publish this photo unless he's just a random customer and they're doing some campaign that it's like look at our everyday man or or he might be the founder too. If you were the founder and a surfer, would you want this published?
1: No, but but also what's his name from GoPro? Who's the
0: Yeah, what is that guy's name?
1: Remember he had like at the height of GoPro, they had all the best surfers in the the world at that moment and yeah. what did he do with his billboard? He stuck himself on a yeah. giant billboard doing a, you know, a fine enough cutback, but still like you have at that you know they have kelly slater they have everybody that's and true that's what you do is that's yourself your ego so i wonder if this is if
0: you thought i'm t- totally shredding here well i was embarrassed to see it right. and i was just like if i had ever thought about like of evan valier's a good choice for your first male sure. pro surfer malia Manuel's a great choice i'm kind of on board and then i saw that and i was like wow yeah clearly yeah. nobody in the company knows anything about surfing off board yeah definitely um well, I wanted to use that to segue into a conversation. This came up in my awareness recently. What surf media outlet actually has the best surfers working for that media outlet? Unfortunately,
1: uh, okay, that's a great question. The problem is me and Derek are are such a small sample. It's just me and Derek at BeachGrid. Okay, so what
0: I decided to do is you only get to pick two people okay. from any of those media companies. Uh, as your representatives, because like the Olympic kind of thing, I'll start the list off. You can chime in if you want. Okay. Obviously beach grit. There's you and Derek, um, surfer magazine. Yep. I think Grant Ellis surfs pretty well. I think he rips. Okay. Yeah. So that's a decent pick. Who would be number two on their list? Todd Perdonovich. Todd Perdonovich would have to be, right? I it mean, is... Todd Perdonovich,
1: I feel, is San Diego kind of royalty. Yeah, His dad it... shapes surfboards. Totally. I think he's like third or fourth generation, maybe even. Yeah. So he's... Perdonovich has to rip.
0: But I haven't seen evidence of it.
1: No, but I'm... Yeah, that's true. But I bet he rips. Yeah. Like, you don't... I don't know that you're third generation San Diego and your father shapes boards and you don't rip. I'm, and you're still involved in surf. You're like, right. I could see if... If Pradonovich went and, you know, was worked at the track or had moved away from the beach, then I'd say, Oh, maybe he didn't like it. But if you're editor of Surfer
0: Magazine and you're third generation and your dad shaped surfboards, you you rip. All right? indicators point to rip. Yeah, I would say. So if we're gonna line you guys up beach grit versus surfer mag, what happens in that? Oh, we get killed. You do? Yeah. Okay. Remember, I'm writing asymmetricals now
1: and <laughs> having the time of
0: my life. That is coming up later in our show. <laughs> we're gonna review that. Um, surfing world. You got Vaughn Blakey. Yep. I don't know who else would go. Do you have any idea who's working there At right surfing now? Surfing world. I don't. Besides Vaughn. Okay. Do you? But no. But Vaughn surfs well. He's got to, right? Vaughn surfs well. I think all the Blakeys surf well, and I think
1: I think Vaughn might be the best surfer of the Blakeys.
0: I Better think, than Ronnie.
1: I think Vaughn was actually on a on a professional surf trajectory. They okay. might have
0: all been, but I think Vaughn is the best surfer of them all. So they're up there. The reason why I thought of this was I interviewed Ashton last week sure. on the podcast to chat about his new role with Stab and all that. And he revealed to me this photo of him getting barreled at log cabins. On a longboard? Kind of. He longboards. He, yeah, no, it wasn't a proper longboard. It was actually an eight oh. Okay. Like a north shore kind of yeah. gun, kinda. Um but he paddled out, and he just got the wave of the day randomly. Like, first wave paddling out, this thing came right to him. He went. Nathan Florence saw it. Surfer. It was when he was with Surfer. Surfer posted it on their Instagram. Grant Ellis shot photos of it. Their Whole video thing. guy got yeah. It's, like, well-documented. I'm like, shoot. That is insane. That's a better barrel than I can ever remember getting. And then, of course, they've got Sam McIntosh, who surfs ours. Yeah. And, like, there's lots of photos of him getting shacked out there. Well,
1: and even they have Mikey C. Morella. And Brendan Buckley. I mean, Stab. I guess takes the cake. I mean, if you're going to pick two, is Mikey a good surfer? Mikey rips. Oh, okay. Mikey rips. And Buckley was of like course. a Buckley was like an East Coast pro. I remember like,
0: Buckley doing rodeo. Flex. Yeah, exactly.
1: Buckley rips. And I don't know that Buckley's actually part of Stab, but he writes Rides. For Stab. And yeah. Damian Farrenfort contributes. Yeah, Farrenfort rips. rips. No, yeah, Stab. I mean, if you're going to go all in staff wise, I think it's Stab is unbeatable. Uh, if you're going to pick two though. I would really enjoy seeing Pradonovich and Ellis. Ellis versus Ashton and I'll let him pick uh either Mikey or Sam.
0: It's gonna depend on what the surf venue is. Let's say let's let's set this up at uh where'd be a good where would be a good even well, kind of we could go lowers for high performance sure. or we put him in like death-defying barrels. I think you'd almost have to do both. I think you'd, okay. you'd have to do a yeah, lowers
1: a lowers day and then... And it wouldn't even have to be death-defying, per se. Let's just say Big Blacks. I want to see somebody defy death. Really? Yeah, kind of. Do you think one of these guys would defy death? Re- I mean, Sam, Sam would. Sam would. Yeah, for Sam sure. Sam would defy death. Yeah,
0: That's true. Um, what do you want to see about Big Blacks, by the way?
1: Like Big Blacks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you want to see these guys defying death
0: at Big Blacks? Of course, yes. <laughs> um, now, here's a sneaky pick. I, I mentioned... Surf Media Outlet. Sure. Does the WSL qualify? It sure does. Because they've got Potts, Strider, Rosie Hodge, Pete Mel. I I'm
1: going to go ahead and say right now that Pradonovich and Ellis or Ashton and whatever, Ciamarella, could surf circles around every, everyone you just mentioned.
0: No way. Yes. Pete Mel. I mean, if they're surfing Mavericks... Sure. Well, the two venues we just picked lowers, okay, at lowers and, and a barreling. Let's go ahead and use blacks. Okay, ten foot blacks,
1: lowers and ten foot blacks. I would say that the WSL would be, they'd be fine, but it'd be like old stiff men surfing old and stiff, right? All right? Do you think? Do you think that Pete Mel would go out and surprise you? I love Pete Mel. Don't get me wrong. i it was if in, this was
0: at uh, Mavs, of course. In recent years, I've seen Pete Mel ripping, and here's the other thing: he's got contest strategy on lock that's true but
1: let's let's make okay so this is a contest not like a video part thing
0: Dude, this is a WSL format okay so like,
1: 30 minute heat 30
0: minute heat two best waves and I think Pete Mel strategically outmatches anybody else because Who, uh, he comes from that background and he's his son is in that scene now. Okay,
1: okay, I'll give you Pete. But who? What about? I mean, do you, you think Potts would go out and actually, actually smoke it? It's a good point. I don't think Potts has it in him to smoke it anymore. It's a good I point. Think Potts has officially drained every ounce of humanity into his dull commentary. And that's it.
0: It's too bad they don't have Ross Williams on the team anymore.
1: Ross would Ross would be a no-brainer.
0: Okay, so who would the number two pick be? We've got Rosie. Rosie's there. Strider. Ronnie can surf. Yeah, Joe Trapel can serve. They
1: can all serve. I mean, that's what I feel that the WSL uh, whole staff serves at like seventy five percent. Like all of them are an equal seventy five. Yeah, um, and I feel that I don't know about Ashton. I think Ashton sir I mean, I think Ashton serves well. Uh, but I think that I think that little Cimorella. He's he's like three feet tall and can boost. So, I don't yeah, know. That's, he's a sneaky pick. I didn't a, even think about him. Yeah, he's a sneaky one. Okay. He can land
0: his heirs, and he's two and a half feet tall. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn jobs. free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply so we're going the final looks like ashton with his number two pick
1: yep and and then
0: pete mel okay that's the final yeah oh is it i don't know i we
1: need to see todd (laughs) prononovic so i feel i need to see okay surf. i agree
0: we'll get we'll get back to this we will because todd might totally like crazy rip totally he could yeah yeah, and so we need to do our due diligence. Come back next episode; we will have this all figured. We'll have out. it
1: ironed out. Yeah, we'll um, know.
0: It'll and I'll collect photos in any video I can find, and that'll help us make our decisions. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well,
1: I'm glad that I'm glad that me and Derek lost round heat one round. I mean, Derek Derek could have gone a couple. Could he? Derek could have gone a couple heats. Yeah, uh, maybe even a couple rounds. Which is wait round heat? He could have gone a couple rounds, but then would have been gone. Okay. I would have been gone. I would have been having the time of my life doing bad cutbacks on my ASIM.
0: Dude, I've... Yesterday, I was actually like... Maybe I was thinking about prepping for this show or something. But I was like, I am... I was in the water, surfing, and not achieving my full potential once again. That's me. And just thought, I am squarely defined as like intermediate surfer. Sure. Lower intermediate, most of the time, probably if I'm having a real conversation... And I just have to accept that now because I can't stand unfulfilled potential. Every session going out and just being like getting out of the water going, man, I I really on that one, right. I should have done this or that better. I just need to accept my fate. So here's what I've accepted. Yeah. uh,
1: Is there's a way I want to surf in my head. And I feel like over the years I've dialed that into what it really is possible to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like. What I, the, the best feeling of surfing for me is, of course, getting barreled up its barreling, right? I yeah. mean, pulling in smooth and not doing anything funky beyond that, right? Pulling in, figuring out, you know, having a nice looking little stall, whatever, getting barreled, or like a real nice series of, uh, like, just arcs, right? Like, okay. so I've taken snap kind of out of my thing entirely. Okay. I, I exist in the arc and the floater. Like, those are my. Those are my two things that I do, you know, if it's not barreling.
0: So open face kind of turns. Open face
1: turns. And if I can do, if I can link two good open face turns, then that to me, I surf to the maximum of my potential. Okay. And then you go home feeling good.
0: So again, squarely in the intermediate zone there. That's me. Yeah. Like if I
1: can surf, but but then uh, a lot of it to me comes down to, okay. Like, so from there, so those are the moves, right? that's the, those are the moves in my <laughs> vast repertoire. Now, how did I look doing those moves? Like, did I have one jerky hip here or like, I love going down to the beach. The surfers I watch down at the beach are the surfers surfing so smooth, right? Mm-hmm. I, like the fast guys, whatever the guy's boosting, whatever, like a guy who is linking Nifty little turns, but with that, just yeah. with style, totally looks so good. And I'm not talking longboard style. I'm talking like you know proper shortboard. Mm-hmm. But he's just he's just surfing it really well.
0: Yeah, maintaining flow through maneuver. Precisely, yeah. precisely that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That that's what appeals to me the most as well. Um, you. We're talking about writing that asymmetrical board. What is your feedback on it? So here
1: is the damn thing: is so we're talking we,
0: about album Matt album Matt Parker Matt album. Parker
1: album surfboards. I've had this board now. I feel for two months. Okay, uh, we've had such bad swell, right? Such bad swell uh, over that two months that so I, I took it out in like, um, you know, number many like knee high days and had some super fun sessions on it. Mm-hmm. But you know, couldn't really tell. Then finally, we're getting swell. We're getting swell, right? I picked. Poorly. Uh, my, where to, where to surf the day we got swell. Oh, okay. Um, and I still had waves, you know, it was waves, Yeah. but I still don't have, I, I love it. I think I love it, but I want a still one more proper day. Okay. But I feel that I love it.
0: So we got another loner.
1: Yep. I'm excited to try it out, which makes me excited to see, like, I, I'm excited to test two different Asymmetricals, because maybe there's something else about this
0: board that's working well, right? Yeah. So this loaner comes from Scrivy surfboards in Point Wainimi, Ventura area. His name's Corey Scrivener. And we were having that conversation about asymmetrical boards and he direct messaged us and was like, Hey, I've got one in the shaping bay right now. I'll make it for you guys, regular foot and send it down and loan it to you guys just so you can get more kind of feedback on the boards. And um, that showed up last week. This First big swell in a month hit. I surfed it all weekend long. Was it fun? It was super fun. I I blew it actually. I meant to bring it today to trade off, but um, I'd, I'd actually like to ride it more anyway. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not too to. bummed that no, I did. No, you need to. I just wrote it for two days, uh, three or four four sessions, but I did like it. It's too small for me. How how big is it? Well, five. Yeah, one side is five uh, five. The okay. other side's like five nine. Oh, nice. Um, but even still, I was going to just give it its, you know, proper testing. And the one element to me that stood out about the board is something you and I have talked about. I think Parker might've said it first. And then I saw in your notes with your board review that you posted on beach grit, the being over the fence responsiveness yeah, is exactly. the term responsiveness. The board is so responsive. It's, it's unlike,
1: I mean, you know, I've ridden some beautiful surfboards in my life, but this one, the ease at with which you can do like a nice turn Mm -hmm. is, is shocking.
0: Yeah, it's, it is. And then I'm like, well, is it just this board? No, it's been on every asymmetrical board that I've ridden. which again, like every
1: time I've been out, I've had you know again even in the tiny surf i've had t- i've had more fun on this board than i would have had right. on another board which makes me think why aren't you know and we could talk about this i'm sure all day long right. to boring death but why aren't why doesn't everybody have at least one asymmetrical in their quiver
0: i know i wonder the same thing it's really really strange to me yeah well this board because it's so small for me it um maybe suffers from like a little bit of drive and like paddling it was a little bit of a struggle. But like once I got to my feet, I just found like I would be standing there and then think I'm going to go bottom turn right now. It would almost respond based on my brain of yeah. thinking it, you know, like yeah. before I even applied any pressure, the thing was like bottom turning. Then I'd go into a turn and it would just turn tighter and faster in the pocket more than like any other board that i'm used to writing it is really
1: remarkable does does the scriv scrivener board have uh the one twin fin and the two quads on it too yes okay yeah yeah th- that seems so magical to me yeah because if did you go backside anyways? yes like the way it's or this with album board at least the way it slides and sits in the pocket is like you can get yeah if there were if there was barreling, barreling left, i feel like i would not you couldn't do... I mean, you'd have to make massive mistakes not to get yeah. just shacked off your head, just dropping in and sitting down.
0: Yeah. I'm a huge fan. And I do... This board isn't perfect for me because, like I said, the, the dimensions aren't ideal for my body type, but it has so many awesome elements in it that I'm so intrigued by. I'm excited okay. to surf it. Yeah. Um, well, surf line. Oh, okay. I'm not going to even preface this. I'm just going to ask you a question. Okay. What realm of surfing do you think has our most creative people working in it? Is it pro surfers are the most creative? Shapers, the most creative? uh, Writers? Photographers? Where do you think the most creative types end up in the surf world?
1: This is a great question. Um, The most creative types in the surf world end up in... I'm going to go tick them down. Not shaping. I feel that those guys maybe they want to be creative, but but market forces dictate that they pretty much have to do similar things. Um,
0: Definitely not pros. Uh, You're not limited to the categories I just laid out because the answer, of course, I wouldn't give you. Yeah, in those options.
1: This is a this is a tough question because none of these none of nothing you said seems creative to me. Like there's – I don't see any real juice. Maybe not clothing designers. Uh, Yeah, I'm at a loss.
0: Wetsuit marketing folk.
1: Oh, it's true. You're right. So
0: true. Yeah. It's either the marketing people or just the copywriter themselves or maybe the manufacturers are responsible for all of it. They invent new words or mash up old words. At an astounding rate, and I mean, every season they're brand new. Their their output is profound. Well, I mean, you just brought up techno butter, which
1: is yeah, exactly. part of that campaign. But as a as a new like sell, saleable word, like I want to know what techno butter is. I, I want to eat it. Yeah,
0: like I is that wetsuit edible? That yeah. is my question to O'Neill. You're so right. Okay, so they quietly toil away, probably behind a computer with zero recognition. Sure, it's gone. They've gone overlooked for my entire life what is what has been your favorite oh uh, i've got a whole list for you okay i've I mean, got a whole list so today that is the point of today's show is to en- i endeavor to rectify this situation of the them poor, being overlooked yeah the, for the poor, most creative in surfing completely sure. they've been overlooked the poor you so, copywriter first of all before i get into each brand and their given new kind of addition to our lexicon um They all love the letter X. Sure. They love the word technology. Yep. They love the word fiber. Yep. And they'll use those things in various combinations and just oftentimes just tack it on to an existing word that you already know, but then put an X at the end of it. And that all of a sudden sounds like an amazing new material that you've never heard of. That you need. Smart fiber. Yeah. Quote, Fusion X. Yeah. This has Fusion X technology. Oh my gosh. I I I better buy this. I need Fusion X. Fiber fiber. X fiber technology. It's like they just add those words. So, anyways, Adelio is a new surfboard brand. This is all coming off of Surfline's wetsuit review. Okay, Adelio. Adelio is a new wetsuit brand. New wetsuit brand. What? As new to me. What do they make? I don't know. Wetsuits. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're brand new, but they entered the market with a softball. They threw out the word Thermalock. Oh. I'm like, weak, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thermalock. If you're getting into the wetsuit game, you need to step up your copywriting. come up with a brand new word. Thermalock. Thermalock puts me to sleep. I'm not buying Thermalock. Nope. nope. Definitely not I buying need it. You know what I am interested in buying? Billabong. What do they have? Drymax. Oh, I like the... Ooh. X-Flex. Okay. And hollow fiber. Hollow fiber I like. But Drymax
1: makes it sound a little bit like adult diapers. Don't you think?
0: Very, very true.
1: I'm um, Drymax. They Max. might have
0: ripped it off yeah, from I, the good people f- at Pampers. I
1: feel there's depends makes a Drymax
0: diaper. That's true. I don't know that I want Drymax in anything. No. Drymax feels like... And also, it's a constipation medicine totally, or something. Totally. You know, like and, a fibrous...
1: And I feel the ones that do it best is not keeping... You know, the wetsuits that market, we don't keep you dry, but... You know, it's like it's like a hot tub always. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even have any chill, right? Mm-hmm. Like the chill killer early on. O'Ne- Do you remember O'Neal's no. chill killer? No. Yeah. <laughs> O'Neal had the chill killer in the 19... Must have been late 80s or early 90s, the chill killer. And that's exactly what I want to hear, right? Mm-hmm. I want the chill killed. Definitely. Where... I don't want to be dry,
0: though. Dry sounds... Yeah. The Doesn't chill... Good- I want the chill strangled to death yeah not even killed like i want it a vicious brutal death okay keep going because we have more wetsuit stuff to talk about body glove has the hrs what does it stand for heat retention system and it has smart fiber infrared technology okay i like i like that that's very apple watch and did you know that the smart fiber infrared technology uses materials such as evoflex microbead and liquid meld and Magnaflex.
1: I like all of that, except aren't microbeads. Kelly Slater, I think, taught me that microbeads are responsible for massive fish death and things. Really? Microbeads are really bad. Yeah. So
0: microbead is not body glove's own
1: proprietary word. I mean, no. Microbead is not body glove's own. And microbeads, I think microbeads are in your like uh, soap, your scrubble, scrubbing soap that you okay. get, your liquid soap. Yeah. And I think those go into salmon. And then huh. we eventually eat them back. And As like, row? Uh, Those are
0: the actual roe I think Is so. microbead.
1: As microbead. They're giving birth to <laughs> so, microbeads. Oh yeah. So
0: you know, but it's like body glove. You they blew my mind. In yeah. two sentences, they've created eight new words. Sure. It's insane. Yeah. So uh in smart what is smart fiber? Smart fiber makes that's the one thing
1: that makes me want it, right? Yeah. But it can't be that smart. I mean it's gotta be whatever. It's gotta be Body gloves, are not inventing anything
0: is a can a fiber be smart. Yeah. And in the billabong example, can a fiber be hollow?
1: Yeah. I would imagine that's more true because the, yeah, theoretically you could just have a hollow fiber, right? I mean, you could gut the fiber, take know. the can guts you? out. Of, I think so.
0: I'm no physician. I, I don't know. Like a physics professor. I yeah. don't know how this thing. We're going to have to go back to billabong and see how you hollow the fiber, but it does make it sound amazing. I want it. I kind of want it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it sounds lighter than regular fiber, but I don't want a billabong wetsuit. No, that's the problem. <laughs> but they all love the word fiber. Yeah, that is that is. Is it, is it fiber R E or
1: fiber E R? E R. Okay, but this I wonder the if American market. Yeah, yeah, in, I wonder in Australia,
0: in Australia maybe flipped, it's different. Sure. So Buell, Buell wet suits, wetsuits. Buell wetsuits out of Santa Cruz, California. Don't they make motorcycle? Helmets? Oh, different Buell. Okay, yeah. Uh, Buell wetsuits makes Ninja neoprene. I like it. I like where they're going. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Uh, Ultra span. With a power light sizzle seam seal. Wow. It's alliter- using alliteration in the in the copy. With power band technology and Supratex.
1: The Buell might take the cake. for Is there more tech words packed into one <laughs> selling point than that one right there?
0: I packed them all together. There was like a long paragraph sure, sure, and I just highlighted. All, yeah.
1: The, the power band technology. Do you think that's power band like the hologram bracelet? I think
0: they're trying to old? profit off of the that. Word that we already know in yeah. our brain, and they're like, That word hasn't been used in eight and a half years. Yeah, we could take it back. Let's just take it. Yeah,
1: and people it, will still think, oh, It'll light up a receptor over. in your brain. Sure. Power, you want a power band? Did you ever wear a power,
0: power Heck band? No, <laughs> Heck no, dude. Heck no.
1: I was given one. I was given, because remember, they had different tiers. They had, okay. uh, I think one, the top tier one was like 110 bucks or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, and that wasn't like the $30 cheap one or whatever. Um and I was given one and it was so embarrassing to even look at it.
0: Yeah.
1: That I I mean, I just couldn't imagine somebody thinking I mean, we could, yeah, power band is a is a dead dead topic, but yeah. it's so
0: strange. I mean
1: strange. A strange time in actual sports.
0: What was the difference between the hundred and ten dollar one versus the thirty dollar one? The
1: hundred and ten one had a, like a better hologram or something. Like the extra power. It was extra power. It, okay. was, it was a hollow fiber hologram.
0: So I, I was it the power band or some other bracelet that it was like this balances is the, the power balance. It made you balance and they'd have people standing there yeah. like, and they and they'd push, try, try to push, push you over. over. Yeah. What I didn't understand about that whole thing. I never really looked into it, but sure. I just criticized it with very little information. I was like, if it's supposed to balance you, wouldn't you need one on each wrist? No, because it like sends, I think the hologram was supposed to send like some electrical flow. It
1: was like balanced your chi or something.
0: But it, if you're going to send balancing power through your body shouldn't you do it maybe from the center outward i don't understand why it would go on one wrist unless you put it on both wrists i,
1: th- they, I think it there they had a reason for it the hologram did something awesome
0: a lot of confusion there for young david scales i mean I'm telling you.
1: it was a lot of confusion that got that got drilled straight out that thing
0: went got sued out of existence <laughs> did it so really fast because yeah. they were making like scientific claims
1: they were making scientific scientific claims so it got it literally got sued I mean, entirely out of existence.
0: Yeah, it's embarrassing. That's like not a bigger ripoff since the pet rock just of think, the 70s. Just, you just know? think how
1: hyped the people were from, I mean, they were sponsoring everyone for a minute. They had such a, there were yeah. so many surfers that rode for
0: Power Balance. Dude, if Power Band offered me money to rep their product, yeah. I would have declined. Really? Yes. If they said, hey, David Lee, 100, 100 grand. Okay, 100 grand I'll Yeah, top.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Like I would have gladly, I would have talked
0: about hologram technology here on the radio. Everybody has their number. Uh, A hundred grand is mine. If anybody's out there is curious. (laughs) Uh, So ninja neoprene, though, for Buell, like everybody markets the Japanese uh, Yamamoto rubber or whatever. Is That's it rubber good. or is it neoprene uh, or is it...
1: I think it's Japanese rubber is what it's called. Okay. I don't know what it
0: is. Yamamoto is the brand, so people are marketing that. I feel like Buell doesn't actually use that, so they just called their neoprene Ninja, 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 Ninja to hope to like tie in with the Yamamoto thing. Have you ever had a Japanese wetsuit? No. I don't know, actually. I currently... I have a Matus. Mm-hmm. Is that... I think that might be Japanese. Mm, I don't know. But... Um, like there's $1,000 Japanese yeah. wetsuits. I had one. Of the, I had like a $1,400 rash. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember like that it, brand. It custom made. Yeah. It was
1: like, I think there was like 55. I went to a tailor and got measured. and I think it was 55 separate measurements. Okay. Uh, and then there came the wetsuit.
0: Was it better than any wetsuit you've ever had?
1: To be honest, it was way too warm. Like it was a three Creator. millimeter that I would just go out and sweat in. Yeah.
0: Huh. Uh, even in the middle of winter here, yeah, when I'm normally wearing a four three, dead center of winter,
1: in really three mil, and I would just be out there, like honestly, sweating inside. Was it, it was too good? Super flexible though. Um, yeah, I okay. mean, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't obviously buy it. I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was given my fourteen hundred dollar sure. wetsuit. Uh, but it seemed fine. I really, you know, I liked it more that it was Japanese and yeah. it had kind of like a Gucci interlocking gucci uh thing going on that's not their proper copy by the way interlocking gucci thing (laughs) yeah interlocking gucci thing is not rash's (laughs) i like that it was named rash i thought that was
0: i always thought that was the worst name they could ever pick for a wetsu brand but they
1: did it on purpose did they really yeah i was there like they were like yeah i met two of the founders i think and they were amazing they were like real
0: quietly wry about the whole thing that's hilarious i wonder if they're still in business i think they must be well, they were not a part of Surfline's wetsuit buyer guide. Um I wonder though with Buell using ninja neoprene, is that almost racist? Ninja
1: neoprene. No, because I think a ninja would you don't have to necessarily be Japanese, right? I mean, you d- no, you don't. Just be be called stretchy. Yeah. Better than stretchy neoprene.
0: I just thought it was a real Secret. real stretch just to no say more Japanese or just to like try to appropriate yeah, all these expensive brands are using this thing. Let's just use this word ninja to try to adopt. It's definitely rude. Yeah. I will I will I s- thought it was rude. Say that for them. Hyperflex. They have a quantum foam neoprene and duratex.
1: Duratex sounds like a condom. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Yeah. Is that a condom? I think Durex is a condom. Yeah. Okay. Duratex is real close. Also,
0: maybe Hyperflex is trying to play off that. They're yeah. just like, let's tie right. in with that. That's sexy. Uh, O'Neill obviously has Techno Butter. Sure. That one word alone might put them at the top of the I heap. Mean, Technobutter by far is the most
1: innovative hyphen. It's um, so good. Is it, is it a hyphen? Is no, it techno, it's one word. It's techno butter is one word. Yeah. makes it that much better. It's so that's, good. An, that's absolutely incredible.
0: Rip curl has liquid mesh, Aquaban and Thermoflex.
1: Okay. People say rip curl wetsuits are the best.
0: Yeah. Do you think so? I don't know. I haven't had one in years. Uh, can we
1: do, how could, how could we do an honest to goodness wetsuit review? Cause I always, oh, there's so many wetsuit brands. Yeah. Uh, I surf the wetsuits I have, which yeah. are totally fine. But I've never I've always wanted a real honest to goodness, both
0: you know, warmth and flexibility. Here's what I'm my concern is. Um, you're demoing that board from Album Surf. I demoed this scrivy board. I've gotten a number of new boards because of this show over the you know years and certainly over the last six months. It becomes work. Demoing sure. these things, I go surfing and now I'm actually working and I rode boards in conditions that i shouldn't have ridden them just because i felt obligated to like give it a proper review sure but i i'm not surfing to my full potential because of it and so i wonder if I, I don't even want to take on that burden of doing the wetsuit review
1: but here's the thing though here's the thing right a board you reviewing a board is great me reviewing a board is fine uh but it's still a super personal thing yeah Warmth and flexibility aren't personal. Okay. that's They're like things that actually exist. Yeah. And so I feel that a proper wetsuit review would be more valuable to the surfing consumer than a board review. Okay. Because what I like and what you like may be different, right? Like maybe you think totally. it's too loose. Maybe I think it's too stiff. Uh, that, I don't think you'll get, will get those difference of, differences of opinion. And wetsuits... You know, theoretically, everybody's going out there buying one a year, like mm-hmm. being sold on the Techno Butter or whatever. But is Techno Butter better than Duratex technology or Apollo Fibers or whatever? Like, we could actually go, I feel, and we're going to go surfing anyway, right? And so yeah. we'll just put on a new suit. Do you think, though, here's the question I have do we have to buy them full pop retail, or do you think the wetsuit brands believe in their product enough to let it undergo
0: a thorough, like uh, unbiased review. I think that uh, among the 20 brands out there, 10 of 5 to 8 of them do and they would give them to us for free. To to go in because they
1: believe in him enough. I mean, we should winter's coming here yeah. in North America and yeah. we should we should, I feel that this would be an actual service for people yeah. if I could okay. if we could say I'm in. you know, kind of to each your own, I guess at some point, but we could say these are this is the top five wetsuits in order, right? Okay. Like this one is warm and flexible because it's the only two things you need. You mm-hmm. need warmth, you need flex- flexibility, yeah. right? And I guess I guess ease of getting on and off. Lightweight is a good feature. Sure. I mean, I have, a, I have a wetsuit now that's great all the way around, except it's impossible to get over my head and it's impossible to zip. Like it's a front zip, but it doesn't pull down enough. Okay. And so I th- honestly have to sit there and look like I'm doing yoga on the beach yeah. in order to get into my wetsuit.
0: What wetsuit is it? Um, do you want to
1: put them out? I can't, okay. I can't put them out, but I, I will, I will for the official review. Okay. Cause I'm, I'll, I'll have them. I think they might've sent me, uh, the wrong wet <laughs> Oh, okay. a little bit too small. So I'll get a, I'll get a proper wetsuit.
0: I'll say listeners who listen to this show enough already know I've been wearing these need wetsuits, yeah. need essentials yep. for the last year. And, um, do you love them? I love them. Okay. I love them. Do you think, do you
1: think need makes a better wetsuit than the, uh, the top, whatever the rip curls, I, billabongs? My
0: personal opinion is they are all the same. Yep. Like this techno butter versus the quantum foam neoprene. Sure. It's the same exact thing. They just put their own, each company puts their own spin on it. Which is why the copywriter is the most
1: creative man. That's right. Something. You're exactly. right. You're right. But, so, but you think it's all the same.
0: I think it is the same. I think every year the technology, the stretchiness, the warmth all improves across the board. Everybody implements that new thing. A lot of these wetsuits are actually made in the same exact factory. And um, so the race, the arms race is just who can market it the best. And for me, need satisfies everything that I personally want, which is a black wetsuit with no logos. And it's cheaper. It's 50% cheaper than the big brands version of it.
1: Okay, so let's go out though. Let's put Need through through yeah. its paces too, yeah. and let's do them all. I think we are. I think we should need to do the, the wetsuits I see most these days are Hurley, Patagonia in the water where I surf. Hurley, Patagonia, Rip Curl, O'Neill. Uh, I never see Billabong wetsuits, so I think we can cut them out, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't see them either. Yeah, uh, I see XL.
1: Yeah, XL, but I never see XL. I only see XL jackets or tops. I, see I never wetsuits. you see yeah. Yeah, full XL wetsuits. Okay, yeah. XL. Which is, it always struck me as amusing that XL is from Hawaii, right? It's like the one place (laughs) Uh, you kind of don't need a wetsuit. That is funny. Like, God in the game.
0: Uh, I said said people love to use the letter X in their marketing. XL, just that's what they do. That's the whole
1: thing. And XL sounds like XL with XL technology. Exactly. It it sounds like the XL.
0: Because there's cells of sure, fiber precisely. in them, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I think we have to go through the hipster ones too, a little bit, right? That's we need, fine. we need Matus, is it Matuse C or Matuse? I thought it was Matuse. Yeah. I don't know though. Matus. And there's a bunch of other hipster ones, right? Oh yeah. There's like there's a, a ton. A good handful. Okay.
0: Okay. So I'm down for that. We'll, we'll organize it. Um, and gift it to our listeners so that they can just focus their three hundred dollar purchase on one totally. the best wetsuit. And I feel if we do it right too, we can do like
1: this will be our version of Stab in the Dark. This will be pee, pee in the Light. Uh, <laughs> we got to come up with a yeah, clever we'll come name. up with a, with a clever name. But because we could then give the the wetsuits away too to listeners, right? Perfect. I mean, we'll test them and then with and Chaz's then, own urine. Yep. In, in exactly. The exactly. Which is worth more. Usually you'd have to pay more for that. Totally. Uh, are you a medium
0: tall? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So it's perfect. Um, so side note, what's up with carbon fiber, dude? Like all of, I said, they like the word fiber. They all now have carbon fiber in the wetsuit. Uh, billabongs furnace carbon ultra with Japanese Kawami carbon fiber thermal panel.
1: That's, that's a, that's a mouthful. It right is, there. It, like, and that makes did, me want to get, that's billabong. That's billabong. That makes me want to get a billabong wetsuit now. So they're back in. Yeah, for
0: sure. Back in. If they're advertising that Kawami carbon fiber thermal thermal panel. panel when did carbon fiber come, become so ubiquitous? I thought that cur- like I've seen it in cars and I, they use it in surfboards. I thought it was for strength, sure. like it's super hard and it's strong. But now they're using it in a wetsuit for for warmth. But is it used for warmth or is it used it's,
1: for? It's got to be, I guess. I it's, it's set pro-thermal. for warmth. In yeah. every
0: uh, every time it was used, it was used to indicate that it was warmth. I personally think that they're just using the word carbon in front of the cr- product because it sounds better. Well, and isn't it
1: all basically carbon based anyway? I mean, yeah. doesn't everything have carbon in it? So exactly. you could say that it's carbon yeah. fiber.
0: I think carbon fiber has the best PR people working sure. behind it because they are ubiquitous nowadays. It's everywhere. Carbon fiber really really took the took the cake. It's either the most versatile fiber on the planet or it's just in this severe identity issue phase of its life right now where it's like I'm not sure if I'm about warmth, I'm not sure if I'm about hardness, maybe I'm about strength. Yeah. Carbon. You I, guys have to figure it out. Does everything
1: have carbon in it? Or every living thing I has think so, carbon in yeah. it? But does every not every everything,
0: right? I think yeah, I, I don't know. Well, Again, we'll I'm not a scientist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I
0: do know if it has the word carbon in front of it, I will pay 10% more. Sure. No matter yeah. what it is if they're like this morning Here's a donut for one dollar, or yeah, carbon a carbon donut. fiber yeah. donut for a dollar ten. I'm like, Duh. that's the best price ever for, yeah. for, for carbon fiber sure. because it's super expensive. Do you have a carbon fiber wrapped or railed or something surfboard? Uh, no, but this scrivy asymmetrical has ca- a carbon fiber strip counter sunk into the center on the bottom. Okay. As like a strength flex thing.
1: I have a, uh, what's Biolus Yeah, carbon uh, flex, carbon flex. I have one of his and I love it. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do. It is so fun. Like they, they actually figured out carbon stringers. I feel for, or carbon rails or whatever, however they're doing it. his where it comes down in the center and then splits out. It's like one of the funnest boards I've ever written in my entire life. Can you identify what characteristics that, Creates. It feels to me, and again, I'm no pro, even though sometimes, sometimes at the beach, people think I am, but uh, generally they don't. And it feels like it's, um, you know, I hate when people say flex because how do you, do you, have you ever really felt your board flex? No. Yeah, exactly.
0: I have actually on stringerless epoxy EPS. So this one feels a little bit
1: like you can feel the flex and it feels good. It feels like you're going up to the lip uh, and it, it just like i don't know the board like somehow gives a little bit in a in a
0: positive way okay interesting um well moving on carbon fi- from the carbon fiber wetsuit discussion uh the WSL dude we've got this france event coming up yeah he boycotting
1: boycotting finals day just finals day only. just finals day For the finals the men and day, the women uh men and the women and it's only a like you know t- t- whatever i mean france what time does france theoretically what time will it end it
0: starts at 10:30 our time. I think that's 7:30 their time. Yeah, so it 10:30 p.m. our time. Okay. which is 7:30 a.m. their time. So I think it ends for us in the morning hours, somewhere at okay. eight, 8 a.m. or something. So maybe
1: it'll just be a blackout during the night when everybody's sleeping. <laughs> How convenient well, for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I'm still I'm in negotiations uh and and we'll see.
0: Well, you know, this What's the impetus for this whole thing? What's the reason behind
1: it? Well, I really, as I thought more and more about getting cut out of the Kelly wave pool, right. And yeah. not just me, surf media, all of us, all of us, I thought, and you expect us to dutifully report all the dribs and drabs that come out every day, right? I mean, we do, there's no real organ. Uh, WSL has of course their website and has their own stuff, but what, you know, what drives all of this is the surf media. It's the conversations in the surf media and, and we're doing that, you know, and also not getting invited. And so then I was thinking, well, okay, no, then we'll teach you a little lesson and surf media will join together uh, for one day and just show you that, no, that's not going to be okay. That, you know, we'll either be included uh, in stuff because, you know, to be fair and frank and totally honest, we're where the fun comes in, right? Like Mm -hmm. the surf media has a different take generally. Um, and you know, you can get your flavor. Some do better than others. Beach does it better than stab say, uh, but you can find your flavor and there's, you know, that's where the debate happens. That's where the different takes happen. And the surf media, I think does a better job covering, uh, professional surfing. than the WSL does itself. The WSL puts on a great thing generally, right? I mean, besides, totally dry commentators and a flavorless, you know, kind of package. The the actual waves and the way or I mean the you know the way they film it and the way they put it online is brilliant. Everything outside of that is not brilliant. Right. And so better let surf media in here to help make this brilliant, right? And if you don't, and if you think that you can do it all, if you think that Ronnie Blakey and Joe Trapel can carry the day across the board, then great. But I'm gonna tell you they can't.
0: Well my question I, I'm on board with everything you said. Why only boycott Finals Day? Why not boycott the whole event?
1: Oh uh, because they don't need a they don't they just need a little slap on the wrist for, okay. for that one. And and you know, to be honest, maybe they'll come correct, maybe something will happen before Finals Day where the WSL will have learned and will have come correct and all they needed was the threat of a boycott to make something happen.
0: It's an interesting card you're playing. I I hate to tell you I think it reveals something else, which is by you not boycotting the whole event, by you only boycotting finals day and writing about all the previous rounds up to it shows you actually need them. You're writing about them in the boring rounds because you need the content for you to exist.
1: That's not true. That's not true. I mean, uh, without the WSL, see, here's I don't need them. I want them. I love them. I truly enjoy the pro. Truly, I enjoy professional surfing. Right, like I'm a fan of professional surfing. I like it's something we can talk about. Yeah. It's something that you know, like, sure, beach grit would could exist just fine. Never covering WSL again, but it's something I want to do, and it's going to hurt me, David. It's going to hurt me not to cover that finals day.
0: Taking one for the team. Dude. I'm taking
1: one for the and everybody is too. So you're, stab, you said stab surfer. Everybody's joining. You got them all on board. I got them all on board. Maybe not Surfline. Marcus Sanders called me incorrigible. But so maybe that means that he's on board. Maybe it doesn't. But if you're going if anybody's going to get their contest coverage from Surfline, God save their soul anyway. Um Who does Surfline's coverage? Sometimes it's good, right?
0: Yeah. i d I don't read it. I don't know. Is it Nick Carroll? Sometimes. If it's Nick Carroll, then it's good. Yeah. Then Sometimes go surfline he's done stuff with him for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't read anybody's contest coverage, to be honest. Even yours, like, I'll see. And then I'll go to the comments section, and people actually compliment it. Yeah. Shockingly, like, that they would say anything nice oftentimes. Uh, but I don't read any of it because I watch the events live. and
1: I mean, Steve Scheer, I've said it
0: once yeah. before, a long time,
1: is worth, even if you've watched it all, is worth, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's an artist in his prime right now.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. For the France event, who's – give me – um. Your pick to win the event, and then your Dark Horse pick.
1: Um, My pick to win the event, I really feel, and I don't want to curse him, but I feel Philippe is kind of unstoppable right now. It feels like he's really pedal to the metal, and, of course, we've had quite a bit of time off since Trestles to France is a longer break than it probably needs to be. Um, But I feel Philippe, and I feel the Dark Horse I'm going to say my dark horse is uh, Sebastian Zietz. Oh, nice. Yeah. He could totally be a dark horse pick. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going John John and Joan Derue. Joan Derue. The problem
1: with the, the Frenchmen, I feel, is they fall apart in, when the pressure really gets on. Like, I could see Joan going deep. But I can't see Joanne in the final against a John John or a Jordy or a Philippe, and him being able to actually put it together to win.
0: It's a good point. I just picked him because he's the local boy. Sure. So I like no, that about him.
1: Uh, the, the, I love watching watching the local boy cruise through round four is great. Yeah. But it seems like the I mean, when was the last time a local boy actually won an event anywhere in the world? <sighs> Jamie O'Brien at the Pipe Masters. Or yeah, the,
0: um, Bruno's bruno's dos santos at chopu oh no he's brazilian he's not even the yeah. local boy yeah no. i don't know
1: yeah the local boy the local boy who you think that guy knows the waves better than anybody he serves all the time etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. i've never ever in my lifetime i think except for jamie at pipe yeah uh when jamie won the pipe masters the local boy coming through from the like right. low round trials. yeah trials into winning the event
0: yeah interesting well Felipe's a good pick if the waves are marginal, but if it's thumping eight foot. Yeah, but look at Philippe at J Bay. Remember? Yeah. Philippe was I, on that, the rail. He oh, well he was. I just think thumping barrels I've not seen Felipe ever excel in.
1: But it's beach thumping beach break barrels too. Not Which, the same.
0: Yeah. Well, can you would he beat John John in that scenario? John John's unstoppable in that scenario. I would yeah.
1: really I would really enjoy a Philippe John John final. It'd
0: be epic. Yeah. All right dude two more topics okay. before we wrap the show yes i've got one kook or Curran is what it used to be called i've realized we need to amend change the name kook and Curran. kook and Curran. because you were saying we need to add a value judgment because the people are demanding it sure well this eliminates that sure kooks and Curran's do this it's a kook and Curran exactly Perfect. It solves the problem yep i've only got one this week but it's a super obvious one i don't know how it hasn't come up until now stickers on your surfboard oh yeah
1: totally so true so true that's like the that's like the number one kook and current
0: the number one
1: yeah yeah i've got one for you really which somebody i believe it was a listener did we we didn't talk about the hipto crypto before
0: so it's come up i never brought it up but yeah. it has come up
1: i, I had a real hipto crypto revelation i don't know if it's kook and current. uh it's close for sure but we and okay here's the thing here's the thing right I'm sure Hayden... I met him one time, and he was a totally lovely man. Derek Riley swears by him, says he's the nicest, kindest, sweetest heart around. He's a phenomenal shaper by any account, right? Uh, makes brilliant boards, and also, I think, is a, is a pioneer. Like fi- mm-hmm. Speaking of carbon fiber and surfboards, I do believe that uh, Hayden Cox was one of the ones to first start doing that, Right.
0: Okay. I'm not sure. He had, yeah.
1: had Fiberflex, I think is what his was called, <laughs> uh, before anybody else. I yeah. think he actually had that as a separate technology. Anyway, um, innovative, handsome, good-looking wife, all across the board, great. And then I was thinking, why does it rankle everybody so, me included, when you see somebody with a crypto under their arm? Like, what is – it looks like a fine enough board. Why do you just get that sense of like, oh, and then – I realize it dawned on me just this weekend what the problem is, hmm. is that it's the burden of making something iconic. Uh, and that's the burden that Hayden carries. So follow with me here is that the one picture you have in mind that everybody has in mind with the hipto-crypto is Craig Anderson at No Can Dewey, like a huge bomb on his little biscuit. It's a beautiful, iconic shot, right? I mean, I would put that surf shot up in the the very top of the you know hierarchy of iconic surf fo- photos right i agree totally i would put that in even i would go so far as to put that photo into the top 10 of iconic surf photos of maybe even all time
0: yep
1: Argu- argument could be made so the problem is is that everybody then who is carrying a crypto also has that for sure in their mind and that's what they think they're going to go out and do and so it totally throws the person who buys the Hypto Crypto into massive question about the way he both thinks about himself and what he thinks he's going to do. You know, that guy, he bought a Hypto Crypto to go do that. And that to me is the goofiest thing you can do.
0: Yeah, you make a compelling argument. Now, the real test for Kook and Curran is uh, obviously, Kooks are riding them, obviously, Curran's riding him. Is there anybody in the middle? Then here's the thing: I've
1: never seen. I've no, I've seen plenty on the beach underarm. Uh, I've never seen somebody competent on one in the water. Now, not to, and that's again a sample size of four the four beaches that I surf at in North County San Diego. Uh, a tiny sample. I've never seen one ripping a
0: toe. Uh, well, nor have I. So you and I both have the same experience with them. So that's almost enough to deem it kook and Curran. But then additionally, my buddy photographer in um, Costa Rica, Tony Roberts, he pitched that to me, the same thing. He's like, Hey dude, for kook and Curran, Hypto. crypto crypto, he yeah. goes, guys show up cause he's a photographer. So he's standing on the beach, like uh, making assessments of everybody who walks up and he's like, they come in packs of five every time. There's five guys. They're like from New Jersey or something. With like, hipdos, they ha- they all have the same board, and he goes automatically. I ca- I know they're not going to rip. See, I know okay. they're going to be Barney's. I would
1: I would love somebody, please, listener. Somebody send a picture in. of It doesn't have to be a great surfer, but a a intermediate surfer yeah. doing you know ha- having fun on a hipto. And I would like we'll to see it.
0: Declassify.
1: Uh, if I see enough of those, I, I would okay. declassify because I don't doubt that there's a competent surfer who loves a hypto crypto, loves what it has to offer. Um, but I've never seen it. Right. Like, and I, and I feel again that when I see a person holding a hypto crypto, they think they're Craig Anderson, right. and it'd be like buying showing to me, it'd be like showing up at the basketball court in brand new. Jordan's back in the day thinking, yeah, I'm like Jordan.
0: Exactly. Right? Thinking
1: you're going to dunk from the free throw
0: line. Exactly. You're right. No surfboard better epitomizes that than the Yeah, actually. Because, and it's, the Dumpster
1: and it's, Diver made an effort eight the, years ago. But, but, but the Dumpster Diver never had a moment of iconic. Uh, there was never an iconic image attached to it. Dane, True. Dane. True. Dane who surf the Dumpster yep. Diver, right? Yep, he, yep. There was a lot of great pictures, but none of those were iconic. Good like, point. Where you say that, you know, uh, Ando at No Kandui, and you know... Everybody yeah. everybody has that image directly in their mind.
0: Totally. So um Tony submitted that and then you're right, a listener submitted it, maybe to both of us. Yep. And so yeah, this has come in from multiple angles. You've assessed it, I've assessed it, so I think it's officially right now a Kook and Kern. Could get at, declassified. Could get declassified. But currently, so. Kook and kern, that's going into the archive, and stickers on your surfboard yep. going into the archive. For sure in the archive. I saw a guy get out of the uh, get out of pull his board out of his van this weekend. Volcom sticker on the nose of the board, electric sticker on the side, a couple of other things. I was like, "Whoa, who's this? Who's this Ripper?" Yeah. And then I looked at him and, like, the way that he was holding it and walking, I'm like, "Oh no, that's not a Ripper." He just bought Yagodora's used board. Totally. Okay, so if you do buy, what's the
1: thing though? If you do buy Yagodora's used board, are you do you as a not Kook and Curran as a normal guy, do you peel the stickers off? Absolutely.
0: Okay. I've bought Sippo's used boards always peel the stickers. Okay. first thing I do is, is peel the stickers off Okay, because I'd want no mis- no confusion. 100%. I, agree. And I don't want to devalue Hurley's brand because somebody will see me stand up on a wave and be like, what? Yeah, I agree. You know? Yep. So it's out of respect.
1: Yeah. First, yeah, <laughs> for the brand.
0: All right, dude. Closing segment, barrel or not? Nah? I made a mistake last time by pitching you peeing in your wetsuit as a barrel or not. Nah. Yeah. This is, the proper question is actually peeing in your wetsuit prior oh, to paddling out
1: peeing in your wetsuit walking down the stairs is a barrel it's all barrel once it's you're all wet, barrel. once your wetsuit is on okay. then there's no wrong time to pee i will say the only wrong time to pee is if you're about to get out uh i'll hold it i personally. made that mistake yesterday yeah it's a bummer kind of
0: like well what what i did was i was like i was uh Coming in, actually, like laid down on the whitewash, coming yeah. in, like I gotta pee, but I'm already on my way in. I go, you know what? I'm gonna let it fly, walk down the beach, you know, to fight the current instead of paddling yeah. against current. Walk down the beach and do one more lap. Sure. So that's what I did because I'm like, I gotta rinse this pee. Precisely, out. Yeah. precisely. I mean, you, if I you, was exhausted, but I'm like, I'm just gonna do one more lap to get
1: to. the pee flush. You cannot, you cannot leave the beach. You can enter the beach at any point with a pee-filled wetsuit. Yeah. You cannot leave the beach. Like I would even say. It's not to pee in your wetsuit within uh, the last 20 minutes of your session. Oh, really? I would say. you
0: need a full flush. I think you need a f- proper flush. Okay. Now, here's the question. What if you put on your wetsuit by your car, dying to pee? And so you're just like, I'm going to let it fly. You go ahead and you pee. Little puddle comes out the leg. A buddy walks up. Hey, Chaz, long time no see.
1: I'll, say, I'll tell you this. I peed in my trunks standing like up in the parking lot and just had just like, you know, at that point, it's if you're going to get in the ocean, there's no wrong time to pee. And if your buddy has a problem standing in your puddle, then he's not a real surfer.
0: Okay. Well, what if he's not a real surfer? What exactly. if it's like your wife's mom or sister or somebody like in the community that you have a little bit of reverence for?
1: I think I think peeing in your wetsuit is such a, a prideful. It's such a great part about being a surfer. That if somebody has a problem with it, then anybody, if President, ex President Barack Obama came up and said, Hey, and then, ooh, I would say, Hey, you're in the wrong here, Barack. That's just my pee. I'm going surfing.
0: I like it. You're owning it. So, for a listener who maybe doesn't own it as confidently as you, but still is going to do it, I'm going to ask you this question Do they stand, when that person approaches, do they stand in the puddle, hoping that the person doesn't see, or walk away, like slam the door and walk away from the puddle to greet the person, in which case the person might see a trail of wet footprints. I mean, I would,
1: again, if it's me, I'm like standing back and saying, hey, like you, I'm inviting them to step in my puddle. But for the for the person who's not quite as proud, um, I, your best move is probably just to walk away because theoretically, I guess your wetsuit could still be wet from last session. If there's no puddle there, if it's just wet wet footprints... That could maybe be from, or a a singular wet footprint, uh, could maybe be from a a wet wetsuit.
0: Okay. So you're going to outrun the pee puddle. What's sure. your advice to the... Okay. Sure. If but somebody's worried.
1: But my real advice is just to stand there. Pee, so it's barrel for sure. For a hundred percent.
0: Okay. Barrel or nah. Posting concert videos on Instagram.
1: Is a big nah. Big nah. I don't know why people do that.
0: It drives it's a, me insane. It's a
1: giant headache it's all it is is a headache like i understand that people people love to put themselves somewhere and that's how they document that yeah. you know they were there and they're caught up in the moment they love what they're seeing and all that but no
0: there's it there's, doesn't translate no, at all
1: no it's blurry it's like shaky blurry lights with screams and yeah. some
0: ba- you know loud background sound it's the worst yep. the audio's terrible the yep. visuals terrible even Tom, okay, so Tom Petty, right before he died, sure. played three nights at the Hollywood Bowl, and so after he died, everybody was like, "Hey, I went Posting. to that concert yeah. last week. Here's my." And I love Tom Petty. Yeah, I didn't watch any one of the videos. No. Immediately saw what it was. Read the beginning of the caption. Was like, can't get through this fast. People,
1: enough. the the compulsion, which I understand, you know, is especially when somebody dies of like yeah. the the sort of death horror thing. Yeah. Of I I have a connection with this thing too. Yeah, which. To me, that's always, yeah. People should fight that urge as much as they can. It's a scourge. Yeah. Uh,
0: But I also understand the urge to do it because I've been in concerts just enveloped by the sound. No, you're there. And I'm like, I've got to share this with the world. Sure. It's so awesome to you. But it it just so doesn't translate. It's not awesome. So listeners out there, this is your public service. And
1: maybe someday there'll be like a virtual reality helmet thing that you can put on and then be at the concert yourself. Oh, that was a... That was a Portlandia episode. Did you see was that? Was it one? really? Yeah, no. well, they had VR helmets that so they could sit at home and go to a festival.
0: That's pretty amazing. Funny. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's a nah. Question number three barrel or nah? Waxing the top of your feet? Nah. Uh,
1: like a complete nah. Okay. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that was probably five or six years ago. Yeah. And even then, I still feel the exact same way. Why?
0: So we saw a lot of it happening at trestles. Sure,
1: They always do it at trestles. Yeah. They love it at trestles. Because
0: the cobbles have a little bit of slime on it. Sure. And then there's like a real fine dust that gets kicked up. So your feet and even the wax itself on your board can get coated in some of that dust and your feet get the bottoms of your feet get the wax or the slime on it. So you wax the top of your feet, paddle out, and once all that is kind of rinsed off, you rub the bottom of one foot on the top of the other to add more traction um, it makes sense in theory. I mean, but really like, and I guess I, I feel that when I see
1: surfers doing it, uh, what they're saying, trying to say subliminal, subliminally to me is look at how hard I rip yeah. or I'm going to rip because really the easiest thing would be to take a little nugget of wax out with you in the lineup, uh, which it would be no problem. Wax is basically free. Yeah. Uh, it's biodegradable as far as i know yeah. and so just wax your board with the nugget and throw the nugget in the water totally like, i think
0: they need to start making carbon fiber wax they
1: do they probably do already we yeah. should make it
0: yeah just oh. embed it in it sure not the whole thing carbon no carbon just has on. some carbon fiber in charge 10 percent more i um so waxing feet nah there's right, a huge knot. the I only know. problem is i think i saw andy irons do it one time in sure video. of course I so didn't... then i have to kind of consider cool. it as a barrel
1: yeah i mean but if you're Andy Irons, maybe it's Barrel for you. Oh, uh, okay. But I think anybody well, it else... could
0: actually be a kook and current.
1: Yeah, it is a kook. No, because it's oh yeah, it might be. I, have you ever seen a kook? I've never seen a kook do it though.
0: Good. I've only seen okay, I've
1: only seen competitive pros before they go out for okay. heats.
0: All right, then we'll just go nah. Yeah. Final barrel or nah? Print Surf Media. Mm. I'm gonna say Barrel. Are you?
1: Uh... I'm gonna. I'm barrel, but I'm not. Uh, it's like a. It's like a Kelly Wave Ranch surf ranch barrel. Mm. Like I'm tucked in. I'm like contorting to still fit inside.
0: Is it because you want it to be barrel, and there's just no barrel examples of it now?
1: No, it's because there's two good barrel examples of it now. I think I will put both between you and me and the listeners. Uh, Surfers Journal, of course, I'll put up there as a valuable publication. And beyond, to me better and better every year is what youth really yes
0: i have not picked up an issue in a year or two well you should you should pick one
1: up i think what youth somehow and i think this is travis fray the editor he used to be editor of surfing magazine uh he, he has an actual honest to goodness like beyond skill like a i don't know what it is but of of knowing what the zeitgeist Is this moment and what youth doesn't, I think, a fantastic job of capturing the zeitgeist?
0: Hmm. Is it it, zeitgeist or zeitgeist?
1: I say geist. Hmm. Well, is there, if there's any German speakers out there, uh, I would welcome a correction.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Zeitgeist, zeitgeist.
1: Uh, Anyway, what youth is that? Okay. They They could start calling it the what youth. Yeah, so it's exactly what's happening this moment. You may like it, you may dislike it. Your opinion of it is not necessarily. I mean, it's all fine. You know, your opinion yeah. of, of what's good and what's, what's bad is fine. But to me, what youth presents it, this is what's happening this moment right mm-hmm. now, Fascinating. which which, yeah, is, is a valuable, a valuable thing.
0: I'll reinvest and pick we, up a totally. magazine and see how much is it? A magazine. Well, I mean, maybe 15 bucks. Okay. So it's not yeah. cheap. That's what no. I thought. Cause it is like, um, thick stock paper, yep. very glossy, yep. like glossy, beautiful print. Totally. But, yeah. But so, it's, but worth it. Okay, I think I I think
1: what youth I think what youth and surface journal are both worth it. I think the rest of surf media can can and should go away like stab print stab today. Like it used to mean something, right? I mean, you used to get your issue or I used to get my issues of stab and love it. And now it's it's a meaningless husk of what it what it once was. We don't get it in the US. Where did you get it? Where did I get it back in the day? Uh, when, when it was first coming out.
0: Yeah. Well, when you're talking about when you used to get it. Oh uh, yeah. It was, I mean, I
1: would get it. I was con- contributing, so I would get it. They'd sent. ship it to you. Yeah. But I remember opening the mail and just being overwhelmed with, with
0: the beauty of it. Yeah. Cause I always wanted it, but I, I had such scarce access. Yeah. It was know? hard. It was yeah. hard in the U S anyways, yeah. obviously. All right. So uh barrel or not, nah, we've got three barrels, one knot nah, or yeah. we got waxing feet now. Nah. Oh, two knots. Yeah. So peeing in your wetsuit prior to paddling out barrel, Concert videos? Nah. Waxing feet? Nah. Print media? Barrel. Barrel.
1: I'm going to say, do you like print media? Dang.
0: Yes. I, I want... I do like it. I like the place that it um, has had in my history. I don't read a lot of it now. Yep. But I do read other print media. And so I think that it still has relevance. I just don't have any great examples of it. Other, The Surfer's Journal, of course. Um but I don't read Surfer anymore. I don't read, you know, any of the things I used to read.
1: I mean, I think any of the serial or any of the monthlies. I mean, I, I like that Surfer is still a monthly. Like, I, I love that they're dying on that hill. That's yeah. a good look, I think. I was like, we're going to be the last, you know, yeah. monthly print surf publication out there. Like, good on them because nobody else is doing that. Right. But, um, yeah, in terms of the ones I like.
0: I'll, ch- I'll check out what you can report back. It's
1: worth. It's worth it.
0: Okay cool right on chaz what else dude where do they find you where ah, uh, beachgrid.com
1: beachgrid.com for daily daily surf candy and yeah what about instagram instagram at reports from hell
0: perfect and then surf splendor podcast.com is where you can find everything that we discussed in this episode photos videos links to articles there's a comment section you can chime in chaz will post this episode on beach Grid. you can chime in there And then on social media, at Surf Splendor. Rate and review the show on iTunes. That helps other people to find the show. Um, When they go into iTunes and type in the word Surf, we'll come up on top with the more ratings and reviews that we have. Who does come up on top, though? I do. Oh, Good (laughs) job. job. Yeah, thanks. Uh, But, again, we want to come up ahead of, like, other sports, not just surfing. Let's come on top of the soccer podcast. Brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so um, until next time which should be two weeks from now I'll just recommend to all the listeners out there to get barrel
1: and I'm going to say just pee in your wetsuit